Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for all things that are horror, and we are your hosts. My name is Brandon. My name is Justin. And welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. How was your Thanksgiving, man? Not too bad. We uh, stayed in, the wife cooked, I did the dishes, and uh, everything turned out really good. Hmm. Quite scrumptious. You? Uh, Hey, not bad. So... It was nice. I got a um I did I my wife and I actually cooked pretty evenly this year. Normally I do the majority of that. My uh my wife isn't as much of a cook. Like she's getting better. Like she she's mm. trying and doing more things, but Sounds like me. Yeah. And so like, like I eat I, up a mean toast. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I smoked the turkey. I brine. I did an overnight brine, which I'll probably never do wow. again with this particular flavor. Um, I, dude, I wasn't feeling the greatest. I, I didn't finish my pumpkin pie. I didn't finish my beer that I poured, and I didn't even finish a full plate. And that's how my Thanksgiving was, and I was heartbroken. Because yeah, that's, that's the day that I generally want to just kind of go overboard, go ham, mm-hmm. if you will. But the, to- the like I said, the turkey didn't taste as well to me. Everybody else loved it, which you know is points in my book. But yeah, maybe it's because your tem tem wasn't up to scuff. Yeah, and so I mean, I'm it. Yeah, it is what it is. But it, it, overall, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, we are Hope full. You swing. all had a good uh, Thanksgiving out there, all yeah. the listeners out in the radio land. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, if you guys want to share your Thanksgiving stories with us, we'll read them. Let us know how it sure. was. Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving. I know, and that was why I was like, man, you know what? If we wouldn't have got a listener request for this episode, mm-hmm. I definitely would have done Thanksgiving. Mm. Just because it's like, you know, we're going into our third year. Yeah. Um, we're two and a half years in, whatever. I think May will be our third full year. Mm-hmm. And we haven't done an actual Thanksgiving horror movie yet, yeah. and so, well, like <laughs> I say, well, next year, you know, we'll see what that looks like. But yeah, and if it's um, mine, I might do that uh, Thanksgiving of Horror Simpsons episode because it's well, amazing. There, yeah, there you go. That sounds like a good time. But yeah, as was mentioned, this episode is a listener request um, from Shane. So thank you for the email suggesting this as well as the bonus episode. Uh, Indeed. Yeah, you made our lives a lot simpler uh, these uh, two weeks here. And so uh, we have gathered here today to talk about The Bone Collector. Um, I haven't seen this movie in a while, but it's it's good. It's yeah, a, I like, don't remember if I... I don't... It's one of those covers where I go, I know I recognize this cover. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen it a million times on shelves, but I don't think I'd ever seen it until like two hours ago really so i'd seen it i've probably seen it like three or four times um because there's a there's a part in the movie where we get our first um victim reveals where they're in the tunnel Mm -hmm. and she's looking around and then they kind of zoom in on where the body's laying where that eventually you'll see the hand sticking out of the dirt 
I never see the hand until they get close up on it. Like every time I watch this movie, I'm like, where, like, what is she looking at? Cause I never see what yeah. she's actually looking at until they get up close to it. And I'm like, every time I'm like, all right, I'm going to find it this time in the moment, you know, not when we do the zoom up, but I'm going to, I'm going right. to find what she's looking at now. It never happens. I believe in you. You'll get there one day. <laughs> one of these days. But yeah, yeah I was, I was, after I finished it, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever watch this again. Because, I mean, it's good, but it's just like, okay, like, I get it. The yeah. guy, I wasn't expecting the killer reveal. I was about to be upset when it was going to be someone else, and then it wasn't, <laughs> and I was happy about that, and then I went, of course it's that guy. Uh, well, it's, when, it's that guy. <laughs> when we do the reveal, you'll have to let us know who you thought it was. Um, so this movie, like I said, like it's a it's a good movie. It's, it's not as complex as what you would expect it to be. Um... It is definitely post seven, um, with when that movie came out, like, and th- like this, it has a, a like a really solid cast for this movie, oh, yeah. like for being bedridden. All the names popped up. I went, wow, oh that guy. Oh, oh shit, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, and then the other hell. people poured in. I was like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, okay. Exactly, and that was the thing with this because it's like, as much as everybody says, like you know, Denzel's my favorite actor. Like he's not my favorite actor, but like. He, like, He's the little amazing. things, and the, yeah, and the, the little, even in this movie, the little things are just so, like, he's up there, for sure, mm-hmm. but, like, every time I watch a Denzel movie, I'm just like, why is this guy not my favorite actor? Like, he does, like, yeah. it's just the subtle things that he brings to the characters. I'm just like, why do I, like, like this, I think the last movie I watched with him in it before this was John Q, and that's, you I know, God and it's I one think of my we talked movies ab- ever. I think we talked about this on the podcast after I watched it at the beach. But yeah, yeah like it, it is it is so good, and I never think about it until I watch something with him. So sure. the Bone Collector is uh, from 1999, November 5th, actually. So hmm. we are about three weeks away from what the third 22nd anniversary, 23rd, 22nd anniversary. One um. Huh? One of those. Yeah, one of those, either way. So, um, the tagline for this movie, surprisingly, it has one. It's not a good one. But the Bone Collector, New York City, is the tagline for this movie. Um, Well, that's stupid. (laughs) That's what it said on it. It's not. That's. Um, I I don't get it. Like, if I look at the cover, it says two cops on the trail of a brutal killer. They, mu- I can't even fucking read it, but they, they, they it's must. Like a mini synopsis sentence. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, yes. then yeah, it, it's really small. Um, but this, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I really had a, I really had a fumble there with that for a minute, but like trying to read that fucking picture was tiny as shit. Um, it's, oh, that's in Spanish. Uh, it says, that two cops help. on the trail of a brutal killer. They must see as one. They must act as one. They must think as one before the next victim falls. That's a little long, but it's it better. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, that's such a, that's an epic intro right there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, hey, the tagline's a paragraph. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this, um, The Bone Collector is in 1999, directed by Philip Noyce. 
starring Denzel Washington Noice. and Noyce and uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, it was produced by Martin Bregman. The film is based on the 1997 crime novel of the same name, written by Jeffrey Deaver, concerning the telegraphic uh, concerning the tel- tetraplegic. Sorry, wow, tetraplegic detective Lincoln Rhyme. Um, the film received mixed reviews and earned about $150 million against a $48 million budget. But down lower, it says that it had a budget of $73 million. I can't imagine where that extra $25 million went, but... Well, I mean, shooting in New York's not cheap. It's not. I mean, it's got um, a decent cast list, so, yeah. like, you know, some money had to go out. And there's, you know, some decent... Um, set pieces like it, you know, yeah. like it inside the tunnels and. Um, yeah, I mean, all the effects look good. All the bodies look good. All mm-hmm. the gross stuff look gross. Right. So as we mentioned, this movie has a cast. So as we said, Most Denzel. <laughs> listen here, fuckface. <laughs> Don't you start with me. Um, it has a decent cast list of uh, some pretty prominent names. Uh, so we were watching this last night with my wife like she sat down and watched me with uh, so if we would have done a scorecard yes she would have watched this movie with me uh, mine did too did she? <laughs> nice. yeah. uh, the, it was scrolling through the credits in the beginning and my wife's like oh the queen's in this I'm like don't refer to Queen Latifah as the queen <laughs> <laughs> don't you fucking like don't do it but it's got Queen Latifah Michael Rooker uh, Mike McGlone, Luis Guzman, who I love in almost everything that he does. He's always uh, fun. Uh, Leland Orser, Jonathan or John Benjamin Hickey, Bobby Cannavale, which was awkward seeing him in like a like a serious. I mean, he's still a New York cop, like yeah. so. I kind of feel like that's standard, or a firefighter, something in those. But like seeing him somewhat serious. Um, good old Ed O'Neill, Al Bundy yeah. himself. I've been and watching then, Modern Family a lot, so seeing him, it's like, hey. Hey. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I like that show, but I haven't watched a whole lot of it. Um, Olivia Berkland and Gary Swanson. So there's not a lot of notes for this movie. And so That's this okay. episode, yeah, it's not, this episode is probably going to go quick. Um, and I didn't exactly do a deep dive. Like like I said, it was a holiday weekend. We're we're phoning it in this week. Um, well, not too much, and there's also no. not a lot to delve into. It's fairly straightforward here. Right. And by phoning it in, I mean like we're gonna give it a hundred percent here, but there's not a lot to talk about. But we will give you every ounce of our beings for this. Mm. <laughs> so, production notes. Generally, we have quite a bit. All this says is um, what I got here is the exterior scenes were filmed in New York City and the interior scenes were shot in Montreal. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) Yeah. So, based on 86 reviews collected by Rotten Tomatoes, The Bone Collector has an average approval rating of 29% with an average score of uh, 4.2 out of 10. The site's consensus um, states that a talented cast is wasted on a bland attempt at a suspenseful serial killer flick, and Metacritic gave the film an average score of 45 out of 100 based on 33 reviews, and audiences surveyed by CinemaScore gave the film a grade B plus on a scale of A to F, so that's not bad. While we're on this, I did this on uh, We Are Marvel 
our last episode oh. for Age of Ultron, and I'm going to do it here because we talk Rotten Tomatoes as well. My wife found this on Reddit. Okay. And it says, uh, why Rotten Tomato scores are not useful. Hey, yeah, that's... That's fair, and we will put this on um, on the Facebook page as well to give a little bit of context for you. Uh, well, not just Facebook; we'll put it on social medias, but uh, to give yeah. a little bit of context to what it is exactly, mm-hmm. why this is uh, being brought up. But yeah, I got yeah. your picture, and I'm looking at it. Okay, it's it's really interesting because we assume it's an aggregator that, you know, half the people score it th- low, half score it high. They take an average, and that's what score is and turns out that's not true okay uh so this graph here like brandon said we'll post it in all our stuff says ratings from critics so at a if a film got a 60 63 61 69 62 60 61 and 65 percent it would have a hundred percent certified fresh rating which uh which by looking at those numbers i would say it would probably average somewhere around 64 percent right yeah which I mean, and it's the same thing for all of them. Like you know, you yeah, like this, half of them nineties. Yeah, this next one ninety five, ninety eight, ninety six, ninety five, and then the other half fifty five, fifty, fifty eight, and fifty two, gets you a score of fifty percent. Yeah, which makes absolutely and, no sense. Yeah, and this bottom one even less. Five percent, twelve, eight, sixty six, sixty one, sixty, sixty five, sixty one, gets you a score of sixty two. Yeah. So this bottom part says Rotten Tomatoes bases its score off the percentage of positive reviews from critics rather than calculating an average score. Uh, it, this is a system that rewards mediocrity and punishes controversy. So I don't entirely understand fully how those calculations add up to those <laughs> scores because they don't make sense. It doesn't. But like that's it, a- it kind of sheds some light into like this isn't quite the rating systems we thought it was. It, yeah, which is um, too bad. It is too bad because I would ha- I had no idea that that was the case. Um, so Eric S. Arnold of News uh, Newsweek gives a mainly positive review, stating that the Bone Collector may be formulaic, uh, but many uh, but many good recipes are. William Arnold of the C- Arnold of the Seattle Post Intelligencer describes the film as having the characteristics of a bad slasher movie in a mainly negative review calling the plot ultimately preposterous and then our friend roger Ebert at the chicago sun times gave the film a mixed two stars out of a possible four he praised the performances by the lead and supporting actors but deplored plots utter absurdity writing the movie is a Peculiar, ex- a peculiar, peculiar experience to sit through because the quality of the hard. acting is so much better than the uh, material uh, deserves. Yeah, some words like I, I know that's peculiar, but for some reason, like you in say the it moment, peculiarly. Yeah, <laughs> peculiarly. <laughs> yes. um, so, um, in t- 2019, it turns out that there was a. We're going to talk about a TV series adaptation. Really? Called Lincoln Rhyme Hunt for the Bone Collector. It also sounds like a submarine movie. So, yeah, kind of. Hunt. Hunt for Red October. <laughs> yeah. K-19 uh, Adventures. <laughs> on July, on January seventeenth, two thousand nineteen, it was announced that NBC had given the production a pilot order under the name. Uh, Lincoln based on the Bone Collector novel. Sony Pictures Television and Universal Television were shopping the show to the American Broadcast Networks. VJ Boyd and Mark Bianculi 
uh, would write the series and also serve as executive producers, and Seth Gordon would direct the potential pilot. In May of 2019, NBC picked up the series, which would be titled Lincoln Rhyme, Hunt for the Bone Collector, and premiere January 10th, 2020. The pilot episode was released early online January 1st, 2020, ahead of its network debut of January 10th. So I don't remember this. Fairly recent. Yeah. I um, I don't remember them, there being a... Uh, well, here it is. So there... Shit. Um, apparently, you can watch... The episodes, um, Apple TV, Vudu, Amazon Prime, that looks to be $2 an episode. Um, but it did say that the show got canceled, so there will not be a second season. Sure. But um, I don't really... I mean, there's some faces I kind of recognize. But yeah, there was a there was 10 episodes done. Hmm. Um, I might have to look and try to see if I can find a trailer on that, but... That's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so diving in, we'll check and see if there's any fun facts. Yeah, this this definitely seems like the movie or like a book. Yeah. Like obviously, it's based off a book, but it ha- it really does have that more of a book vibe than it does being a big you know movie. Yeah. Um. So. A few fun facts. There's only a few. So, um, Philip Noyce is not a fan, a big fan of his work on this film. In the wake of Seven in 1995, every studio wanted a copycat serial killer film on their books. He felt that he was uh, just part of the assembly line by san- signing on to this film, knowing full well that he would never be able to match David Fincher's achievement. I mean, the movie itself... Like, like he just directed it, yeah. you know, and his like there was nothing wrong with the direction of this movie. No, I mean there are a couple shots here and there that are kind of dumb. Oh, nothing that ruins it. Yeah, I, I I put those in the notes, dude. I don't know what it is about 1990s movies, but like they really did this weird slow motion mm-hmm. like thing with the eyeballs of the killer. I'm just like, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Don't do that, please. Um, they have eyes, too. <laughs> in Jeffrey Deaver's novel, Thelma was actually a man named Tom, spelled T-H-O-M. Hmm. Um, in, the, in the novel, Amelia Donaghy was named Amelia Sachs. Um, the filmmakers changed it because it sounded a lot like sex. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, Christopher Crowe worked on rewrites of the script. Um, Queen Latifah, who plays a nurse in this film, was also considered for the role of Sharona, also a nurse on Monk. Cool. I didn't. I never saw it. Um, I don't I know who Monk Z- is good. I've heard it's good. Uh, Zena Gray's debut. I don't know who that is, but it's their debut. So good for them. Cool. Um, there is a director cameo, Philip Noyce, at around an hour and a half. A man browsing through books in the bookstore that Angelina Jolie enters. Noise. <laughs> um, so it sounds like there's um, we're like. Is that the? I wonder if that's the creepy guy that, that was just standing shoot. there. It had to be because yeah, the, there. I was thinking he was going to be the killer. That's I not was who one. I was talking about earlier. But when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, that's the killer." 
I, I was wondering that too, because like yeah. I remember. I almost would have preferred that. That would have been good. I don't remember remembering who the killer was in this. Like mm. when they did the reveal, reveal, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm. So we got a few spoilery ones here, um, but. Oh, well. Anna Jolie has admitted in interviews she shot nude scenes for this movie, but Philip Noyce cut them, feeling they distracted from the story. That is she's, not Noyce. No, she's nude <laughs> in a lot of things that she does. Especially um, early on. Yeah, like another movie that like I actually kind of prefer that one to this was Taking Lives with her and Ethan Hawke. That movie was good. I, I, I don't she, think I've seen that one either, but I... I've heard of it. Um, I have it on DVD. It's it's. Well, I'll talk to you about it later. But it's good. Um, the killer, the ki- the identity of the killer. killer can be seen in a news clipping in the opening montage. Oh man! Really? I d- <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice <laughs> that, but that's funny. Uh, to confuse the audiences and increase tension, Michael Rooker played the mass killer in several scenes. Oh, you sons of bitches! Mm, that's clever. <laughs> Yeah, that is really... That's that who is, I thought it was. That's who you thought like, it was? That's the one I was like, God, I hope they don't say it's Rooker. Uh, that's too on the nose. Mm-hmm. So, like, like jumping ahead, when you see him in the hallway, you're like, yes, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, it's not what I thought, so this is going to actually be... Like, I don't know who it's going to be now. I didn't yeah. even think that it was going to be the doctor. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, there it is. Um, it's spoilers. We're doing... It's full spoilers. If I know this movie's the 22 movie. years old. If you haven't seen it, you're you're not necessarily missing out, but you kind of are because it's still a really fun it's watch. It's a solid movie. I, I'm glad I watched it. Like I said, I might not watch it again anytime soon or ever, but well, no, I'm this, glad I saw it. Yeah, so this movie is like one of those ones really good to watch every five to ten years. Yeah. When you haven't seen it in a long time, you're like, because I, like I said, I've seen it a few times. Mm-hmm. I'd say easily three to four times, and I, I always forget who the killer is. So like, well, he's such a small role. Like he's in mm-hmm. the movie twice. Yeah, for just maybe. mere minutes. Yeah. Um, which is really the. I mean, not to jump ahead, but it's really the way to do it. Yeah. Like I didn't even remember that he was a character. You like the, oh enough to be like oh it'd be him. Because it doesn't make sense, really. Yeah, when they get yeah when well when they give you the the, the story on it, like oh, yeah. it's like oh, okay, I get it, but which is kind of like is very similar in plot to what I was telling you about with taking lives, like like this is very much a um, there's a lot of movies like this that were made in the mid to late nineties. Um, yeah. At around an hour and thirty five minutes, when Amelia jumps into the river to rescue the old man and his granddaughter, she was actually jumped jumping into a heated pool. Um, a nice. vegetable dye was added to give the water its appearance. Hmm. And so, yeah, that seems like, I mean, if you're going to jump into the water in New York, it might as well be a heated pool. Yeah. Like. Otherwise, it's going to be a not heated pool and it'll be very not, not heated. God damn it. All righty. So, I mean, that's, that's it. That's the notes uh, for that's Bone fun. Collector. Um, and like Collect I said, we'll. Bones. So, I like just for shits. Like, I still have the the thing pulled up here about the TV show, um, and so, uh, yeah, it 
Lincoln Rhyme Hunt for the Bone Collector was a basically a 10-part series um, in early 2020 that ran from January 10th to March 13th. The series is also based on the 1997 novel. Um, while popular as a mid-season replacement show, NBC made the decision in June to cancel it after one season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So, so it wasn't a ratings thing, it was a logistics thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and it's possible like they could always bring it, you know, bring the show back later when yeah. and if everything goes back to normal, but the synopsis of it the series follows NYPD officer Amelia Sachs, who partners up with a disabled forensics expert and his team to solve cases in pursuit of the legendary serial killer, the Bone Collector. So it sounds like they're basically going up against a bunch of underbosses to try to get to the main boss at the end of the season. Um, That's an interesting idea. It, yeah. I, I, I could see it being more of like a Dexter kind of show where they do a limited number of seasons and just have like a, a main killer each season yeah. that they're trying to catch. I could see That'd that. Be cool. Well, and that's the thing cuz it's like if you take any kind of movie and this is the like the 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 idea of this is what I actually really like because like if you have a superhero movie, we'll just say like a like a Batman or something like that where the bad guy for this movie penguin. Right? Or even the Joker and like you have a real Arkham Origins where like each episode you're going through and you're like going through this boss you're going through like you know, this guy and you're like instead of getting like the two hour three hour movie like you're getting a se- uh, like a, a series of episodes that obviously give you the same outcome but it's going much more in depth to that mm-hmm. storyline and I really actually kind of like that idea it could flesh out a lot of stuff um I don't necessarily want you know studios to think like hey you know we can use this to fix a lot of our errors <clears throat> so but yeah. yeah so um there's a lot of faces I recognize for the cast but not so much um the names that go with them um and so yeah let's go ahead and dive into the movie itself Alrighty, righty all right so like I said many times in this episode already like the the movie's not super complex like there there's a few kills um all leading up to you know the big reveal of who the killer is and so and that's not to kind of diminish a lot of the stuff that's happening in the meantime um so the movie starts out in kind of a flashback sequence with Lincoln. He's in the tunnel. He's trying to save the guy that um, he is not able to save, but becomes paralyzed in doing so. And then, you know, you got the reveal. Where he pulls the head back and it's his face. And it's kind of a trippy thing, like, to go back and dream <laughs> like your incidents but like it's your yeah. body of like that you're seeing that you're trying to rescue um that would be as much as i would love to be you know a hero and go out there and help people save people like getting crushed in a tunnel trying to save somebody just does not sound i'm not that brave yeah mm-hmm. that doesn't sound very pleasant like yeah we all would like to think that we would be able to do that but the fact is that we can't all do that yeah uh, you know and my it's, tubby ass wouldn't fit into that <laughs> into that tunnel to even get there so i'm right there with i'm bigger than you are i'm right there with you i get it <laughs> um 
And so we, you know, start to get a little bit of a glimpse of uh, what's going on with Lincoln. He's, you know, bedridden now. They talk about how he's, you know, still getting pay for, you know, doing the job, but he, you know, is not obviously doing what he can from his bed. He's got a pretty sweet setup, you know, for 1999. Yeah, that's you a know. hell of a computer. Yeah. Like, the, the things to be able to do that using big old, you know, TVs back what they used to look like before they got flat. Um, I will say it kind of threw me the beginning because I was like, is it a flashback? Is it his origin? And then I was, it took me a second to be like, oh, so that crash thing, because the beam when it fell looked like it hit him in the face. It did. It would have like killed him. Yeah. But, you know, obviously he sees himself in the tunnel smashed as well. And it's like, oh, okay, so that did happen. Mm-hmm. Kind of, but not quite like that. It took me a second to be like, okay, maybe the beam didn't hit him in the face. It hit him somewhere else. And it caught, like, it's a weird way to open the movie to have it be trippy and throw you off. Yeah, I get it because there were times where I, like, I wrote down in my notes uh, about it being him and seeing his body. But then, like, up until there's a point to where they talk about, like, how he became paralyzed by trying to save somebody in a tunnel. I was like, did I write the right note? Like, do I have to go back and edit this later? Because that was actually what happened, and the guy just happened to, you know, bear resemblance. Mm. And so, like, I, I do really get, like, it was kind of a an interesting way to start the movie, but kind of confusing. Yeah. But, and, like, and this goes... It doesn't matter in the long run, but it, it, it's it doesn't. a strange choice. But at the same time, that's another thing where it's like, they set something up, and you have to put the pieces together like they're not going to be like yes this is exactly how that happened Mm -hmm. and as much as we talk about we're like movies give us less let us put the pieces together let us make the movie better than what it actually is and here they're Mm kind of doing that and we're like well it kind of was like you know kind of do it right (laughs) (laughs) there it is there it is i think that this was the wrong choice it was just strange and kind of made me go wait oh okay and they took a long time to explain it like it was like uh, like what 45 minutes into the movie before they're like oh yeah he got he got crushed in half by a beam i'm like well that looked like a fucking rock that fell on him like it wasn't shaped like a beam like it almost looked like you know scream and you're looking up and you got a giant fucking tube tv falling on your head like So I, I, like, and I get it, you know, it, it totally makes sense, and that is the kind of dream you would have as you're trying to save yourself, and, yep. and you know, it's just weird. Yeah, I'm gonna apologize in advance. Like, we have a real tendency to enjoy a movie, and it sound like we're shitting on it. That's not the yeah. case. Um, so, one of the notes I did write down for this, like, I've never been to New York. I would love to go someday just to say that I've been there. Um, there's something about the city. It's in larger than life. Like, it's mm. a personality in itself. Um, a lot of I've grown up watching a lot of things that take place in New York. So to actually be able to go and see it would be awesome. Yeah. But like his suite is amazing. Like I love it. Like he's stuck in a bed. Thank you, God, made me on. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm I'm tired too, man. I'm right there with you. Um, he's got a really rad ass like skylight dome yeah, not even a, a dome a place. like it, i don't even want to know how much that place would cost in 1999 probably about as much as my house if not 
a little bit more. What yeah. I pay for my mortgage nowadays is that's Millions. easily four or five G's a month. Mm-hmm. Easily, I would just assume. Yeah. Like my sister, With that view and shit. Like that's well, yeah, dude. Insane. The 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 little lofts above the place across the street from where Chase and Ron's is and all that. Like mm-hmm. those little condo lofts up there, those go for like twenty two, twenty five hundred dollars a month, and that was a while ago. And that's just downtown where we live. Like I couldn't it's imagine. Not that great of you. <laughs> no, no, there's not <laughs> really a lot. Not. There's not a lot to be viewed downtown. Like no. aside from being downtown. Um, so this is where we start to um, kind of ramp up a little bit here. We we learn that the killer is a cabbie. Um, which is a hell of a way to pick people up. Um, the car in itself is, I don't necessarily want to say booby trapped, but kind of like, it's definitely yeah, meant to keep uh, people yeah. in there because like the, 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 window the locks, thing doesn't open. The yep. locks were sharpened, which is yeah. nuts. So yeah, they're trying to, you cool know, touch. yeah, that was really cool. But they try to pull it up and they cut their fingers. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay. Part of me wonders like, does he have gas? Does, is he able to make people fall asleep so he can That's take That's what them? I was wondering at first is where the, people in there drugged somehow mm-hmm. but they were on the red eye so it's like okay it makes sense that they were just tired and fell asleep and that didn't happen to anybody else <clears throat> right that they showed anyway yeah well yeah because they, they, they show the second guy and he pulls him out of the trunk mm-hmm. but then the next set they do see in the back seat so it's like yeah very um situational yeah. But that's another thing too being like man this guy's got the car trapped up a little bit it is possible that he you know, a little bit of something, something in the vents. I don't know. Um, so glad yeah, they didn't, huh? It crossed, I'm glad they didn't, but it crossed my mind. Right. Um, and so we meet Amelia. Um, we, she's the cop that can't commit to her boyfriend, and he. I don't. Mm-hmm. I missed the part of what it was that he wanted. Like he, she's like, I can't commit, but he's. I don't know if he's like. I don't remember what I he said. He just, I think he just wanted to establish like an actual relationship. It was he was wanting just the the booty call of it all. He just right. It was he was like you know we get along and would make a good couple. Let's do it. Was his argument. Yeah, Which and she's like, I, yeah. hey, probably, but she's like, I I can't fucking do it right now. Okay, I can't commit. <laughs> Forget about it. And for, <laughs> right, and so. Um, oh yeah, you 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 kind of feel bad because. I'm assuming that the boyfriend was a cop because they don't really show him again after that. Yeah, he but, was probably a something. That guy always plays a something. Yeah, exactly. And but her, <laughs> she's like, you know, she's the real try-hard cop. But even though mm-hmm. she can't commit, like she's trying to like slow down. Like she yeah. wants to take the job with youth services and do mm-hmm. all that. Like that's basically a desk a desk desk job from what I was gathering and like yeah, that's what they said she would have had time to kind of like slow it down and maybe but then again she you know is internally damaged psycho psychologically you know with her father you know um had committed suicide and she's just through her her entire self into being a cop and being work um okay. so we um she gets a call you know she seems to be pretty established in her neighborhood where she works you know because she is over there with the other cops and she was getting a hot dog and the the vendor was like you know we're gonna miss you around here and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so she gets called over to um 
a tunnel a tunneled area like it seems like, like a really big covering somewhere. or whatever but like so she ends up going over there this is where they find the body of the husband mr reuben who we find out is a big time developer in the city of new york so these Which people doesn't really seem to matter it doesn't matter in the slightest except for being like hey this guy was this guy's mr reuben like you know he's an important guy let's not just brush this off as yeah what whatever 100 gets brushed off after the after the after after that um so the thing that with this is like so they find the body she stops the train and that train cool. stopped which is cool when she stopped that train stopped quick like trains do not stop very fast then like it maybe it wasn't going super quick but like i was like that thing stopped pretty quick which was a little coincidental but i thought it was they handled it well enough to where i was like okay there's this is more or less what would probably happen right might not have made it quite in time or gotten a little bit closer but um I, i allowed it yeah and then you know this is where we get the first case of rooker and he's just being a real douche yeah. Who, like, why are you stopping the train? Who, like, why you do this? Why you do that? And like everything she did, she was supposed to do, but like Rooker has such a problem with Lincoln Rhyme, mm-hmm. like throughout the entire movie. Like it hasn't been established yet, but it's like, you know, anytime a cop does something they're supposed to do, like oh, th- like it just makes me think like oh, this is something uh, fucking Rhyme would do. So fuck. You know, that was smart yeah, to that's preserve what, the like, Immediately, when he was like, Why'd you stop the train? Like, why would she not stop the train? Yeah, like, like you're trying to preserve the evidence. evidence. Why is this yes. not a good thing? He's just being a. Like, the guy. He's, it's he's almost like, a caricature. Yeah, like, he he's has like. to be the dickhead cop who's the red herring that we yep. don't like. Yeah, like. He's the guy who's like, You'll do what I say. It's wrong. I don't care. Do it anyway. Like. He's like yeah, that Bosick is never wrong, and yeah. it's like no, like this those. is what this is what. Don't look at me. I'm not your boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not your boss, and you're lucky. Um, and so am I. Um, so yeah. then we find out, you know, after they get all the evidence kind of preserved, which was like she made the right call. Everything she did was right, even yeah. though she's she's a beat cop. She's yeah. like. But she's she, got the instincts. Yeah, she's got the... True detective. Yeah. Like she's, that show, True Detective. She does everything she's supposed to do, like, just based on instinct. Like, hey, I don't... Like, I got all this from reading Lincoln Rhymes Academy uh, manual. Like, good for her for paying attention. True. But we find out that uh, the cabbie, the killer, has the wife chained up in a boiler room. This is probably the most brutal thing of all of it. Like, don't, don't give know, me the rat thing. The rats rough. are pretty bad. <laughs> that one made me go. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I, th- I feel like the rats would be a slower death. Which is worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, get it. neither are good. I'll right, throw so that out there now. But. So it's a it's clever, like using mm. the the city steam system to dispatch somebody, being like, hey, you have until four p.m. to you know to figure this out and solve it. Mm. Otherwise, the lady gets it. And the the sad part is, is they find her. They can hear her crying. They just can't get back there in time. So it's almost like yeah. And he dismantled the whatever, so they couldn't easily turn off the steam, which is a dickhead move. It is a real dickhead move. It's kind of loading the deck a little bit, but 
you know, she definitely gets melted up. Um, real, real um, leprechaun vibe there. So the reason why I say that, there, like, real quick side thing, there's a kill in that in one of those movies where the guy's sitting in a coffee bar, right? And, you know, the leprechaun comes up and he takes little forks and he stabs him in the guy's hand. So the guy's stuck here and he can't move, even though, like, you can 100% get out of the way. Sure. But then he, you know, with his little magic, he makes the the steamer on the, on the uh, cappuccino machine point at his face and just melt it off. Like, it's really cool for the time but like yeah. if you're gonna put something that resembles like a steamer like like that like just you're not being held physically in place like this lady like she's held up like there's no she's not yeah. going anywhere yeah she's, she could turn her face but then it would just hit the side of her face and it would yeah. with that size of pipe it'd get her everything arms there's chest, yeah like, the, the the arms are up above the head there's no way she was going anywhere she was chained at the waist so even if they found her nobody's gonna run in there with you know bolt cutters i think the only thing they could have done is, is rotate miss yeah misdirected the redirected the pipe and have it shoot out was what i was hoping would happen same but at the same time like when she finally gets in there she's like everything's melted to hell so there's like not a guarantee like she might not have died yeah, but that it's was still the other still thing w- I was thinking is they maybe cover part of it with a sheet and it's like she still gets burned mm-hmm. but it doesn't kill her right I mean she's the second victim found like you know she's got to die which is sad yeah. um, <clears throat> and so Polly I went back and added Polly which is Ed O'Neill's character he goes the it's the classic going to visit being like hey I need your help on the case he's like I'm not doing the work on the case he's like but I need you on the case he's like I'm done with this kind of work on the case you know like <laughs> you're like I need you he's like I'm done with this <laughs> but, it's like alright I'll do it alright I'll fuck it he leaves and like hey go ahead and give me that shit that's on the table over there like ah you're an easy sell man <laughs> just Got leave him. it laying there like he won't be able to resist for too long um, it seems like one of those memes where they end a movie short and <laughs> he says no and ed says okay and then that's it. that's the end of the movie it shows like you're created by larry david or whatever like it's yeah. an episode of seinfeld <laughs> um but watch that upstairs yeah dude I'm, seinfeld has just been on my on my tv non-stop for about four three four weeks now and I'm, I'm not mad about it um so a little bit more on the visit like this is where we start to get a little bit of a glimpse of what's going on with lincoln like even though he's a tetraplegic whatever it was he he has seizures mm-hmm. and he has a plan called his final solution mm-hmm. that he has set up with that doctor which makes me kind of wonder if that doctor now if it's the doctor that we meet early on that he talks to little bits here and there where has a real minor role even less than um the actual his his um the like the lab tech the guy who comes in to fix the machines but it kind of makes me wonder it's like hey could you imagine like if your ultimate goal is to kill this person and you can somehow talk him into killing himself like you can literally kill this person without having your hands tied to it in any in any way. Well, and that's what I was wondering with his access to things. I was like, well, if your whole goal was to kill him, 
don't you just do that? Because, like, you can get into his house very easily. Well, Wait and that's for a Queen Latifah to, you know, say, hey, I, I need something at the store. Can you go get it for me real quick? And then mm -hmm. just do something to his machine and fucking kill him. Like, yeah. And vanish there's... into the night. It would not be that hard. You don't have to kill the other six people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and even with that, like, with. Like, you could literally just sabotage the machine to not do its job and then come back yeah. and fix it or something. Like, yeah. what the hell happened? I don't know. I'm not a killer, so it would take a lot more planning than that. But, um, so we get, you know, we find out Lincoln, you know, he's he's looking for his way out. Because any seizure that he has at any point could be the one that puts him in a vegetative state. And then he's just like, I'm done. Um, <clears throat> so while he's having his seizure episode um the queen kicks him out kick, uh, kicks out um al uh, paulie and the other guy out um but he sees the pictures on you know they're set down the table which coincidentally are what the um, has the camera that magnifies the pictures so he can see them like they just so mm -hmm. happen to be there he's like hey let me see those pictures and like got him mm -hmm. <clears throat> um so uh, Amelia finally gets into her drug service use services like or the youth services she's in an orientation you know talking about the drugs um and this they have like this clipboard or you know cardboard cutout fold out thing that has all these different types of drugs on display and that guy's like man I'd like to get my hands on that you know or how how would you like to get your hands on that you know mm -hmm. case and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that's so dumb. And my wife's like, that sounds like something I would have said back in the day. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> that too. It's that's like, just not a thing that a cop should say. That's like. what I'm thinking. Like, you know, um, it's kind of like workaholics where they're like, hey, we're drug testing. He's like, oh, sweet. What kind of drugs are we testing? That's funny. <laughs> Yeah. But like, hey, how would you like to get your hands on that case? Like, no, it's probably fake. It's just a display guy. <laughs> like, I was like, this guy is a real fucking tool. Um, so she's in the orientation. She gets pulled out, and they, you know, they take her to go meet Lincoln. And Lincoln wants her to work this case from the start. Like, the work that she did on um, the train situation. Like, he's just like. You know she's it we need her bring her in um she doesn't want to do it she doesn't want to give her, she had, didn't doesn't want to give up this position that she waited a year to get um and you know he finally ropes her into it but um we already brought this up talking about the the, the slow the dramatic use of slow motion like with the killer's eyes and this and that like okay um and then we meet i forgot what his name is eddie Louis, uh, Luis Guzman's character, like no matter what that guy does, it's just something about his face, the way he talks, he that I, I just make me laugh at any mild point. Lisp that's just it just just drives me yeah drives me crazy. It crack up every time, and uh, so Rooker's character, Captain Cheney, um, incredibly dismissive of, of Amelia, of all the work that she's doing. Like you know, hey, you shouldn't have done this. Shut up, you you suck. Keep, but the, like this is where you get a real glimpse of like the douchebag that he is as a lieutenant. He's like, keep me in the loop at all times. I don't care what it what I don't care. Keep me in the loop, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, you're the captain. You'll you'll be alerted to these things, but like, 
he's he's had the you find out in this movie that there's been a string of murders like this isn't the first time that the killer has done this before but he's never been caught they never put it together and it's because captain cheney just you know wants to be in charge but he doesn't want to lead you know what i mean it's like you know give me the glory figure it out but it goes through me um and so they you know they're they're going through it and they figure out where the first um victim is probably going to be at and they're like oh it's 25 minutes and i wrote this down or 25 minutes of the scene and i wrote it down because it's not a significant moment but i think to myself that like i can't imagine getting anywhere in new york in 25 minutes i thought that too i was like okay sirens blazing i mean if they were close enough fine but i was like they're traveling over like bridges and through roads and shit. I was like, yeah, no fucking way. they're like, oh hey, by the way, this is only With like time two- to spare. Yeah, this they, is two. They did it in like twelve minutes. Yeah, the two point seven miles is going to take us twenty five minutes to get there. That'd be realistic, but yeah. like, our, you know, us West Coasters, where you know we can. Yeah, we could cross the city in twenty minutes and have time to spare, but exactly like in new york there's no fucking even if it was just downstairs it would take you almost that long just to take get you, there you know no elevators you know depending on high up you are you're looking at five to seven minutes just to get out of the building <laughs> you're like yeah. uh, um so um as we mentioned the um they sab- the killer sabotages the the pipe system he rotates the pipe points it directly at her and i i was like what a way to go you know getting steam blasted but like just being there close enough to like be so close to Saber and then hearing her scream and cry or crying and then scream and then nothing would be a real tough thing to deal with. And that um, was the thing that I think saved this movie from being dumb for me is that the kills were rough. Uh-huh. And you it was brutal and real and made you go, Good lord, that's terrible. Very saw esque. Yeah. Um, but as, practical, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I was the, say, just not quite as theatrical. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is like Amelia, she has no experience in any of this, and she's being worked through the case, you know, via headset with Rhyme on the other on the other side of it. But like, I've complained about my job and my work and the lack of training that we've got over the years, and like, yeah. I couldn't imagine being thrown into like, hey, you need to work this crime scene and you got to look for evidence here there wherever like i'm like i said earlier i'm not brave so if you're going to send me into a tunnel system with a flashlight and a gun and it's dark like cool (laughs) like the flashlight thank you but like either turn the fucking lights on or i'm not going anywhere because (laughs) i will be the one that dies like you know the yeah the the killer yeah the killer was never in any of the rooms that we know of like he could have been watching from a distance who knows but like she was never she never had any interference when trying to work Mm -hmm. these cases or these these crime scenes and i'm like when she was walking into the tunnel where the guy was strung up by the rats Mm -hmm. i was just waiting for some sort of like he's still there you know, like, if we're yeah. really going to try to do uh, something similar to Seven, like, when are we going to have our run-in with the killer? And I really thought that I was like, oh, man, this would be the spot to have it. Yeah. 
Because like he was it's like not, looking from up top, and she sees him at a corner of her eye and starts. Oh, you know, yeah, that would have been. At him and then he escapes. That's kind of what I thought. That would have been creepy. I'm kind of glad it didn't because it's cliche. Yeah, but. but you know, like there was like the killer house, like it was so far and few in between of when you actually got to see him on there, and until you had the third, you know, abduction, there wasn't really a whole like you just saw his eyes. Or he was in the front seat, and you could see like like the right side of his body. Like there, like there wasn't a lot of it, which I think also in itself helped it. Um, so you know, talking about the stubborn dynamic between Lincoln and Amelia, um, it's like he's definitely pushing her buttons. He's definitely trying to. It's one of those things where it's like I know you can do it. You don't know you can do it, but I know you can do it. So I'm going to push you to that point to where you're just going to end up doing it. You're going to be so f- frustrated and pissed off and you're either going to like just completely walk away or it's going to elevate you. And it ends up doing that. Excuse me, for her, she's a natural. But um, we get to the second victim. He's taken to... Um, he's taken to the spot. He's strung up and then like he's eaten to death by rats. Which That one was brutal. Uh, yeah, like I really like. I wish they wouldn't have had the rat jump off into the camera like that. Like that is a real you know '80s slasher move to be like, sure. okay, the rats are there. Pretty it did sure. Make me go. Ugh, it did too, because you're just <laughs> like, oh fuck, man, get those chompers out of here. But like, <laughs> it also was like kind of goofy for me when I think about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's a fair point. You know, I didn't think of it as goofy, but it, yeah, it, yeah. It, okay. it's real mild goofy. Like it's not attack from you know attack of the killer clowns, killer clowns from outer space, goofy. You know, yeah. jump scares and stuff like that because it's realistic. Like a, I could see a rat lunging at you like that, but mm-hmm. um, so the thing like as they're solving the the they're, they're trying to solve these puzzles and put the the things together like each one of these crime scenes has a fragment of paper that's either lodged into a bone somehow or mm-hmm. something else to where you know they're really trying to put this puzzle together and the way that they end up actually doing it i'm like oh that's kind of cool like that's yeah, a... i kept waiting for like the bone collector side of things to happen and i was like this isn't really what i thought it was like i thought it was gonna jigsaw it and like take a piece of bone yeah which i mean he definitely something. cut out parts and yeah. i'm wondering does that mean he was taking but but he wasn't taking bone from people he was just cutting chunks of skin off because like they said every yeah. time they analyzed the bone it was like cow bones which is yeah. how they found the slaughterhouse that was where um the second victim was at um we get more of the power struggle with uh, Rhyme and Chaney. Rhyme's right and he knows it, but Chaney's like, no, it's wrong because I said it is. And it's like, no, yep. you're just a dick. Um, so Chaney follows up on a foot. Uh, they find a fingerprint. It, it's this scene, like, it kind of makes me laugh because it's it's like. It really is kind of saw before saw, just as you said, less theatrical. Like, he finds a fingerprint, 
you know, she's like, this isn't the case. And he is like, bullshit, it's not. I found it and I'm going to act on it. Gets gung-ho. He goes and finds where he finds the person that the print is linked to. They go in. It happens to be the, the print of a cabbie with priors. And they go in and they find, you know, they're like, this guy's underneath a car. They pull him out. He's dead. Obviously, it was a plant. He fell for it because he's dumb. Well, is uh, that where he got the cab, maybe? Or is he... I don't know. It's Well, it's possible. It's possible. That's one of those situations where if you think more about, like, the context or, like, you know, maybe the guy had more to do with it than just that. Like, uh, the way I saw it was, like, this guy killed another cab driver and then planted evidence to have them follow up on that more so than actually you know doing anything to do with him sure um because what threw me was like okay i would think that denzel would do a lot more research into the nurse guy helping him mm -hmm. than he did so he had to have at least falsified some records or something to show that he was a still still a practicing doctor to be uh, able to get that kind of access. True. Okay. More tech, but also he's a cabbie, but is he? A, it's just a little weird. Like it's not worth really looking into, but if you do, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I get where you're going with it. Um, so this is kind of like one of the crazier parts of the movie. Um. Uh, so the cabbie's driving down the road, and I was I, at first I was like, "Man, that cop's got some eyes. How did he know that the meter wasn't running?" Like I know that there's ways to tell, but yeah, like he's you have to do something. There, there must be some switch you hit that alerts like the light or something. Yeah, like he was um, like he had people in the back seat, and he gets pulled over by the meter police because he's like he's breaking the law. You're supposed to be running the meter when you have people in your car and he gets mm -hmm. caught and like the, the guy is leaned over in his window and the cabbie grabs onto the top of his head and shoots through his chest. And I'm like, that was rad. Like yeah. that is one way to dispatch somebody is like bring them in pop. Like that's a real flex of power. If you're in the backseat of a car and you're abducted and you think you're saved because a police officer pulls you over and then that cop gets just shot in the middle of the street in New York City and then just drives off, you're like, I'm fucking dead. Yeah. That was um, probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. It was the most like, oh shit, this is It's heavy. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's playing for real. Yeah, he's playing for keeps. <laughs> um, so they're solving the. Uh, so the, this, yeah, the the cabbie get, uh, gets pulled over. He shoots the cop, and he's got a young girl and her grandfather in the back, which is real a real shitty situation. Um, so they're solving the pieces of um, the the little pieces of paper that they they found in each of the crime scenes, and it um, it leads to an old book. It's a publishing logo, and of course Lincoln Rhyme, you know, being a writer and having dozens of books published and a reader of thousands, like he he recognizes the um, the old school logo, and it points to a book called the po the the Bone Collector. And then she goes and she finds it, you know, in the, the bookstore. And she's looking through it. 
And it's like each one of the, the murders in this book is exactly what is happening. Like he's recreating everything from this book. And she's like, oh, shit, there's one murder left. It takes place on the water. Like, okay, let's figure it out. Um, she finds, she does, the, you know, they figure it out. She finds him. She shows up to the water. Um, it looks to be too late. They, they bring him up. Um, the girl survives, but the grandfather doesn't, which is heartbreaking. Um, and then as she's going through it, like, she finds out she figures out that rhymes next because this and this is where i thought that she was going to see the killers when she's in the old train tunnel or whatever and then she's seeing the numbers like oh that's weird it's dusty and you know there's footprints and these numbers were changed which they find out that the numbers were changed to reflect um lincoln rives badge uh, badge number which was a pretty cool touch um, and this is where we find out that lab tech Richard is actually a guy named Marcus Twist. from Arizona. Yeah, huh? Twist. Twist. Um, and that his life was destroyed by one of Lincoln Rhymes' expert opinion papers that he wrote talking. I don't remember specifically what was talked about, but it basically ruined Richard or Marcus's uh, life, career, whatever. And so yeah, he's. It essentially suggested that all of the cases that he had worked on he falsified records and said that they were bad or sick or whatever and it was all a lie and he kept going no it was all true it was all true and yeah denzel saying no no it's not you're a fucking psychopath (laughs) um and so he you know he he kills rooker captain cheney you see him dead in the hallway he stabs queen latifah right in the gut and yep. like like I for, like my wife's like oh maybe she lived and then you never see her again it's like oh no she died or yeah, maybe she, she wasn't didn't at the Christmas party at the end so yeah I she she's she's gone right and like we're like we're watching and I could just see my wife like my wife I'm like I know she's waiting to see her come walk through the you know the hall or something like that and have her moment but um so the queen lives <laughs> the queen the queen has arrived <laughs> um so earlier in the movie. Uh, you find out that Lincoln's kind of cut himself off from the family like he's basically just preparing to be done at any moment so he's cut ties hasn't talked to his sister in Arizona in like what a year and a half some something like that it's been a long time um, and so all the chemistry between Amelia and Rhyme leading up to it you know little hand touches here the you know the glances there like setting up a, a little love connection you know chem- like smart kind of dumb. it was unnecessary <laughs> but it does kind of help you know it does kind of help solidify the idea like so so she sets up a reunion like she gets a hold of lincoln's sister she brings she coordinates it to you know have his family come from arizona for christmas to meet and that is a like a really personal endeavor to do for somebody that you work with regardless of how close you are like like i like i've been friends with you for I mean, pretty much since we met at Ace, so I'd easily say six, seven years. Well, I've been there for seven years, so like we hit it off right away, and yeah. we talk daily, recording or not, for the most part. And I could never imagine 
like reaching out to your family like and just being like hey let's do this for justin yeah you know like it's just like that's a really personal thing to do and i mean unless they're way closer than what the movie alluded to yeah and but that's the thing like there didn't really need to do like he could have made that call Mm-hmm. And that could have been the ending is that he had a Scrooge moment and went, okay, I don't need to be quite a dick so much anymore right. and I'll, I'll reach out and mend fences. Because, I mean, he was in the chair, he was smiling, he was... He was up and about, yeah. Lease on things, so it's like, I don't know. It was just, it felt kind of tacked on to be like, oh, now they're going to be a couple. Uh, now, yeah, now he's going to live life. Like, she brought him yeah. back to life. Like, I get it. Um, but at the same time, like, I feel like if they didn't have this couple vibe that there's no way that that angle would have worked. They would have to have most definitely done the uh, Lincoln called and made amends. But there we have it. That's the end of the movie. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. After Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, hey, I mean, technically this is now a Christmas movie because the the Christmas party at the end. True. Dude, now that Halloween's over and Thanksgiving's done, I am full-fledged into Christmas. Like, let's go. Yeah, I'm sure we will be soonish. I threw out the last of our pumpkins today to go out in the garbage tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, man. Like, the older I get, the faster these holiday seasons go by, and so yeah. I really try, like, time timeline appropriate. I really try to be like, you know what? I'm going to, like, I'll listen to Christmas music. Like, I'll like the seasons go by way too fast that I feel like I'm like I got to grab onto whatever I can, otherwise it's gone before I know it, and. Here I am pushing 40. Christmas doesn't mean a thing. And like So I'm like, man, I, I'm really trying to just embrace the spirit of each holiday because, I mean, shit, dude. Like, they're gone in a blink. Um, but, yeah, so that's uh, The Bone Collector in, in a nice little novel nutshell. Indeedy. Uh, it may not have sounded like it, but I we both, you know, we enjoyed the movie i i will watch it again at some point I'm, i probably won't seek it out i didn't buy it because it's still 15 dollars. yeah that but, seems a bit much well yeah and, and that was the thing because you're like oh it's on hulu i'm fuck yeah but it's like i don't have that add-on so i'm like god damn I'm yeah, have to i didn't rent. either i ended up renting it on uh prime oh did you that's yeah. why i messaged you i'm like log into my voodoo and like that's why i waited until last night to watch it so that that 48 hour window oh, would still catch you like i was looking out for you i don't know it's four bucks. Who it's four it's bucks, but I would rather <laughs> of you, like, if we have to rent something, like, rent it on some, like, spend that money on renting something else. Oh, well. Either way. Um, so, but yeah. it's watched. It's done. What's our bonus going to be? So, <laughs> what's it going to be? So, our bonus uh, that was so uh, politely suggested by listener Shane is we are going to talk about uh, horror movies that are based on true stories yeah um and so while looking these up like i'm seeing lists of like anywhere from 10 to 27 i'm like i'm not trying to do that all night so we found a nice little list of 10 from a little website called high snobiety high snobiety okay um and they got they got it was written a year ago we'll obviously credit the the source and the show notes and all that but we're yeah we're gonna talk about the top 10 um horror movies based on real events um so uh thank you again shane for recommending uh, recommending that 
uh, we'll talk about those next week. Um, who knows? Maybe when we go through this list, because I don't remember all of them, we'll maybe we'll have honorable mentions and be like, hey, well, you know, there's this one here too. Mm-hmm. Um, but until then, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us as always. We hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving holiday uh with you yourself and your loved ones if that's the case um if you don't celebrate it i I just hope you had a good day um you can find us on all the social medias we're on facebook at pot and gore podcast Uh, we got the page we got the group um we are um always trying to add more people we love to talk so if you're interested in joining the group um we're easy to find um, send in a request, uh, answer the three questions. Let us know that you're a real person. You're not just going to spam us with live videos of how I can win a million dollars from Cardi B. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Actually give me the million dollars. Yeah. In which case, then, yeah, then I'm sorry. I was keeping that from you guys. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore pod. We're on the slasher app at uh, pod and gore podcast. Uh, you can email us at pod and gore gmail.com. Uh, there is no shortages of ways to get a hold of us, and we are easily accessible and readily available um, pretty much all the time. So, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, you want to tell us how good we are, you want to tell us how much we suck, we'll listen to both. Um, don't forget to rate, like, subscribe, share with a friend. Um, let that friend know so they can let a friend know. Let's grow this thing word of mouth. We're, like we said, coming up on three years. I was doing a little bit of research. So apparently with our listener numbers, we're in the top 50%, which is not good because it was the bottom of the, of the listening barrels. But like at the same time, like I still can't, I, I still can't believe that as many people listen each week as they do. So again, we I'll thank you. top over the, over bottom. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we like wholeheartedly thank everybody that comes out and, and listens to us every week. Um, you know, we have a pretty good idea and there's, you know, a dozen of you hardcores that are out there ready for that episode to drop before I'm even up and at work. So we love and appreciate that. Um, we will see you guys next week when we gather again to talk about, um, top 10 horror, um, horror movies based on, real life events until then we've been your hosts my name is brandon my name is justin and we'll see you guys next week bye bye